college football fans. How you doing? Rachel Barbeau here, your college football playoff host. I get to visit with, I call him the man, the myth, the legend, uh, because he is. You have a hard job, Rob Mullins. I mean. Um, but it's fun too. Right, right. But it, it's my job to pull it out of you. What happened, as much as you can tell us, in that room? And what a wild and wacky weekend. That's why we watch the games. That's why you have these rankings every single week, week three now. Um, and, and so I'm curious, how robust or how long were those discussions this week after a wild weekend of college football? Well, there was a lot of a lot of deep discussions. And, you know, we, we get after it is, I guess, the best way to say it. Uh, one through 25. And so there were there were a lot of detailed uh, conversations, debates, maybe even a little bit of arguments um, as we as we get into the week three of the rankings. You know, one of the things and, and I cherish my role here is I feel like one of the things that I get to do is bridge the gap between what people are saying at the water cooler and what actually happens inside that room, what actually goes down. And so much this week. I've heard about Tua Tungabailoa's injury. And oh my gosh, and what does it do to Alabama? Do you drop them? You and I know, and uh, and maybe some people that have tuned into our broadcast before, that you don't do futures, you don't do projections, you only do what you've seen so far. So I'm curious, if you will, for everybody out there, once again, how does the committee look at an injury, a, a key injury to a very significant player on a football team? Well, obviously, we're made aware of that. You know, we notice it in the games because we watch all the games, and that's an important factor, um, no matter what position it is. So we're made aware of that, and you know, we include that in the discussion along with a lot of other things. So it, it is a factor. So then I will follow the rules, and I will wait until next week to talk about Alabama minus Tua versus or in the coming weeks in, in their big, big rivalry versus Auburn. So I'll wait. I'll play by the rules, Rob Mullins. Well done. Well done. You know the protocol well. <laughs> All right. How about Penn State over Minnesota? Because what some people say is, oh, the head-to-head, the head-to-head. But what were the discussions around Penn State over Minnesota? Well, some people in the room said the same thing. And head-to-head is a piece of the protocol, but so is common opponents. And Penn State, you know, won at Iowa. Uh, Minnesota lost at Iowa, so we had the common opponent. Then when you look at strength of schedule, uh, Michigan, I mean, uh, Penn State beat a Michigan team, a, a, a highly ranked Michigan team. And in addition, Penn State has the best non-conference win with the win over Pittsburgh, uh, a 7-3 Pittsburgh team. Is, is um, head-to-head, is it weighed over other things or is it weighed with a number of other things? No, there's no weighting. I mean, the protocol has four things listed. Um, but they're in no order. There's no waiting head to head, common opponents, conference championships and strength of schedule. All right. How was um, LSU uh, in their win? How was that discussed versus and I've got a fan question a little bit later on that pertains to this. But how was that discussed versus Ohio State and their big win over Rutgers? Well, obviously, we watched those games and, and both were, were dominant wins. Um, you know, LSU's offense continues to impress um, Joe Burrow. Um, and then when you watch an Ohio State team, you see an impressive team that has those convincing wins and is, is probably the most consistent team in the country. All right. 
we uh, we talked a little bit about this about the head to head. If you will tell us some of the other things again, just for our listeners to be able to absorb it besides the head to head, because it's just one of the things you consider. Sure, we're looking at results against common opponents. Um, you know, we're evaluating uh, the schedule strength and who you beat, who you may have lost to. Um, you know, we've talked about injuries. We're watching the games, evaluating how you play on offense, defense, special teams. So all of that goes into a conversation, uh, a debate, uh, at really at each spot. Um, if somebody went to bed at halftime of the Baylor-Oklahoma game, they uh, they might have woken up a little bit shocked and surprised. I'm curious, how did the committee view Oklahoma's historic comeback in that game? And it was historic. Yeah, obviously a great comeback on the road uh, against a highly ranked opponent. And, you know, C.D. Lamb, their star wide receiver and game changer, was not available in that game. So, again, the committee was aware of that. Um, and we watched all 60 minutes of that game. Uh, it was a great, great football game and a great Oklahoma comeback. And so, um, obviously, you saw the committee put Oklahoma at ninth. Listen, that's I always say this. Uh, for many years in broadcasting, I say, really, it's just – two games in one. It's not one game. It's the first half and it's the second half. It's who out adjusts the second half. So I'm glad the committee stayed up to watch. And I'm saying that tongue in cheek to watch that entire game. Yeah. We watched all 60 minutes. Yeah. So this is an age old question that I get. And I thought maybe you'd help us break it down here. The best team or the most deserving because of their entire resume. Yeah, the protocol is very clear. The, the committee's job is to rank the best 25 teams. That simple. We talked about, you know, kind of the guiding principles. But at the end of the day, the committee's charge is rank the best 25 teams. Yeah. So so how do you how would you quantify or how do you quantify best the, the best and all of those factors that you take that you that you ran over? Well, that's the beauty of the system, Rachel, is you have 13 football experts uh, who spend a lot of time preparing, and it's entirely up to them how they would view the best. Again, the protocol is pretty clear um, yeah. in that we're to evaluate head-to-head, -head, results against common opponents, strength of schedule, and eventually conference championships when we get to the end. But each member has access, A, to watch the games, B, to review whatever data they want to look at and how they want to evaluate it to determine in their mind what are the best teams? All right. We did have a, a question from a, a viewer and a college football fan. And this comes from Facebook from Brian Strait. And he said, how far ahead of uh, Ohio State is LSU? If you'd share a little bit about, I know they're grouped, but if you'd share a little bit about the, maybe some of the discussions that, that went on between those two teams. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, you know, great teams, both undefeated. Um, but when you look uh, similar to what we talked about last week, um, when you look at LSU, powerful offense, incredible wins against highly ranked opponents. Uh, Ohio State, extremely consistent, really good on both sides of the ball. Um, in the end, the committee felt for the second week in a row that LSU was number one and Ohio State was number two. Rob, before we say goodbye tonight, dispel one more myth for me. Brand relevance has nothing to do with what you guys do in that committee room. Correct. Uh, there's no conversation about that. We're, we're looking at resumes. We're looking at results. We're watching games. We're evaluating data. That's it. 
And, the, and we mention this every week for somebody that may uh, have come in and, and watching this broadcast for the first time. The recusal process has you out of the room when you're talking about Oregon. Yes. When Oregon's being discussed and debated, I'm, I'm out of the room. And when Oregon's in the pool and there's a vote, I'm not a part of that voting process. All right. Listen to us, college football fans. If you want to get your question in and you want it to be considered, hit us up on the College Football Playoff Facebook page, on their Twitter, on their Instagram. He is Rob Mullins. It is week three. We've got a ways to go. And as we saw this weekend, my, how things can change. That's why we watch every single one. The committee watches every single one of the games on the special iPad that I'm always going to try to get my hands on somewhere. If you see me sneaking around outside the college football playoff offices, uh, they watch every game and they evaluate. So we've got a ways to go and surely things will change until then, but definitely get your questions in. I love doing this with you every week, Rob. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for all you do, Rachel. Appreciate it. Absolutely. He's Rob Mullins, He's the chairperson of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. We'll see you right back here next week. Same time, same place. Enjoy your football.